Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back, editor-in-chief over at UncoverDC.com. It is our good friend, Tracy Beans. Tracy, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. We, we previewed the parody that we've now played on the show a couple of times. You're okay with that, right? It's so good. <laughs> what are you going to sing again with me? It's been a while, but I mean, when you we add your voice, they're like, is that Tracy Beans? They love I, when you're on the song. I heard a high harmony in this one that I could have been hitting, but it's it okay. Wa- it wasn't that high. I mean, sometimes I'll do falsetto, and I'm like, where's Beans when I need her? And I think there was one time I needed you to do a harmony, and you were busy. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, well, if, we, if we can make our schedules work, we'll do it. I mean, you know, when you're like, I need this done in five minutes. But, <laughs> well, you know what it is, though? You know what my process is? I'll do it. I'll lay down the track. I'll sing the main song. I'll do the harmonies, and I'm like, oh, it needs one more, and I just can't do it. Beans, what are you doing right now? I'm cooking dinner. Leave me alone. <laughs> you like, I'm always doing something. <laughs> exactly. But uh, we'll, we'll have you on one of the uh, one of the ones that we have coming up. We just talked about this. There is so much material with this White House <laughs> that, I mean, honestly, we, I could probably do two songs a day if I had the energy. So we'll definitely have you on one soon. Let's talk about Missouri v. Biden. Missouri v. Biden is the censorship um, lawsuit. or not the censorship, the First Amendment lawsuit from Missouri. And other states are are complaining about this too, as, they, as well they should, where it was the Biden administration, even I think his campaign before, colluding with big tech to shut down free speech for people on platforms like Twitter and others. Uh, where are we on this? Because uh, I know that the Biden administration and Karine Jean-Pierre said, we're not happy. You know, she's a historic <laughs> figure, by the way. Um, um, yeah. we, we, are, we are not happy about this decision. They're not happy about anything that restores the ability of Americans to live freely and unregulated. What's the latest on this case? So there's been so much misinformation, ironically, out there by the legacy press about this. We, Joe, me and you have been talking about this case for a year. Um, It was finally, finally, there was a hearing in Louisiana. I think you had the attorney general from Missouri on your show last month to talk about this. Yeah. So the, the Biden administration was working with social media companies, asking for posts to be removed, asking for topics to be censored, et cetera, so on and so forth. And Missouri, Louisiana, and a bunch of private plaintiffs sued the government about this. They asked the the judge to grant them expedited discovery and to get depositions from some witnesses so that they could petition the court for a temporary injunction to halt all of that as the case continues on to trial, which will probably be in another year or a little bit more. And there was a hearing last month in Louisiana on this, and I was there and I attended the hearing. It It was amazing. Um, And the judge on July 4th 
granted this temporary injunction. And what the temporary injunction does is it prohibits the government from colluding with or speaking to or having meetings with or emailing any of the social media companies about any topic in terms of censorship or anything else other than if there's criminal activity on the platforms that they need to take care of, like if somebody's committing a crime or if there's some massive national security issue or if somebody is literally spreading fake news about voting, like, hey, text your vote to this number or, you know, tomorrow's election day, make sure you show up at the polls or things that are blatantly criminally illegal. And so the Biden administration immediately appealed this, Joe, because why would they not appeal it? They are in the censorship business. The judge in this case laid out 155 pages of facts that detail the very specific ways that came out in discovery of how the government has worked to force social media companies to censor American speech at the, uh, like with a cudgel of Section 230 or, right. or all kinds of stuff. I've got to throw this out there. Who's the guy? Is it Dan Goldberg? Is that his name, the, the representative who's always so mad? He's like a billionaire. Um, he's the heir to the Levi Strauss um, fortune, which is fine. I'm not mad at him for being a billionaire. But this guy the other day was questioning somebody, and I think it might have been Matt Taibbi, and he was asking about, and also um, um, Schellenberger, He's asking them about uh, whether the Biden administration or even the campaign ever said, you must take this down. They have. And, and the answer was, well, what they said was, please note these, these uh, could be Tracy Bean's profile, these profiles on Twitter, um, maybe take a really good look at them. And when it's coming no. from the government, even saying that would be, we want it gone. And then the other side would say it's been handled. It, it was almost like it was code. Now, they put the actual wording. Goldberg put the actual wording, and Schellenberger said, yes, that meant take it down. But they did actually say Did they literally post- say, get rid of these profiles? Yes. Wow. They said, this must be removed. Remove this right away. As a matter of fact, most of the most desperate and terrible censorship requests came directly from the White House to the social media companies. And if you go over to Twitter and soon at Uncover DC, you'll see a thread I'm doing right now detailing all of this and everybody can read it. And again, this is the judge writing this order. It's not coming from an attorney arguing their side. These are established facts in the case based on discovery in the form of emails and other things that have been provided in this lawsuit. So yes, they demanded things be removed. They publicly threatened social media companies if they don't do more to remove the content that they want removed, that they will be punished, whether it be by, again, like Section 230 threats or or legislation threats or monopoly and trust threats. And there are carve outs in this order for things that the government said they need to be able to do to communicate with these social media companies. For example, criminality, Child pornography, things of that nature, right? So a- actual er, actual terroristic threats. Right, real crimes, right. real crimes. And everybody on the left-wing media is running around saying that the judge is prohibiting them from doing those things, which is stupid because it's not going to matter when they, they, they're appealing to the Fifth Circuit. Right. The Fifth Circuit is going to read this and say, um, there's nothing in here that is good for you at all. And I I cannot imagine them overturning this. When I was sitting in this hearing, Joe, the judge said, I have a number of questions for you, government. I want you to tell me whether these statements that I'm about to make are protected 
free speech under in the under the Constitution, under the First Amendment. And he went on to read a series of statements and asked the government to respond. He asked the, the he said the covid vaccines don't work. And the government hemmed and hawed and could not answer the question of whether or not that was protected free speech. Another statement he asked them to to comment on was the 2020 election was stolen. Another one was masks don't work. Another one was um, Biden caused inflation. Another one was gas prices are high because like there were several of these statements that are conservative in in nature. Right. Quote. And the government said, well, it depends on who's saying them. And even if an American is saying them, we don't know if that American is being paid by a foreign government to say those things and are guilty of FARA violations. Can you believe our government lawyers, our deputy attorney general was standing in front of this judge arguing that there is no such thing as protected free speech in right. this country anymore? Because we have no idea who's paying these people to say these things. Tracy, before Paul Manafort, had you ever even heard of a FARA violation? I no, never did. they don't prosecute yeah. this. They, they haven't in the, in the history of our country. They have not prosecuted FARA violations. And by the way, the biggest FARA violator is Hunter Biden by a long shot. So and the whole idea is up there. Too, so, 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 so they're they're actually reaching so far as to say you yes. have free speech unless we think you might be talking to Russia. who might be trying to get you to say Joe Biden's a stupid face. And if you say Joe Biden's a stupid face and we find out that Russia told you to say it, that's a fair violation and you have no free speech. None of that's true. We have unadulterated free speech in this country. Unadulterated. I can make an argument that there's no such thing as violent speech. There's violent action that might be attached to speech, but there is no such thing as violent speech. There's certainly no such thing as speech that is offensive. Offensive speech is the only reason we have the First Amendment. The judge actually says that in the order. Does he? Okay, well, good. Or she. I'm glad. Uh, So the bottom line is what? What is their defense if we have emails and conversations and tweets and actions that were taken by the platforms because the government told them to, what is their argument? We're allowed to because Farah? We're allowed to because maybe disinformation? We're allowed to because Putin bad? Their their argument really does center around the fact that it's all Russian propaganda that, you know, we have to police speech of Americans because we don't want dangerous misinformation that threatens national security out on social media. And they don't have a defense. They don't. I listened to them for hours and I was in there for almost eight hours listening to the government attempt to defend this absolutely blatant disrespect of the Constitution and our First Amendment rights. And they couldn't do it. It was almost a mockery of what they knew what they were saying was nonsense. You could tell they knew it was nonsense. And just think about the sheer the, the point that they're appealing this. They shouldn't be doing it in the first place. They're literally appealing a ruling that stops them from censoring. If they weren't censoring, what's the difference if they can talk to Facebook and Twitter and all these other platforms about anything but those core things that they should be speaking to them about? There's no reason for them to be talking to them about anything else. But the liberal heads exploded. The legacy media heads absolutely exploded after not covering this case for over a year as it went on through the courts and there were there were many wins to get to this point, many, many wins. Now all of a sudden it's, they're stopping us from, from protecting the country with this order. And they're, you know, this is a MAGA judge cause he's Trump appointed and he he's a fascist. And I'm like looking at them like, this is literally corporate fascism. And I have to tell you, these social media companies did not want to censor this content. They fought back as hard as they could until they were threatened to the point where they had no choice 
but to do something. When you have the White House screaming and yelling at you and cursing at you, literally, for weeks on end, that you would better do something, this is coming from the highest levels of the government, or else we're going to X, what are you gonna do as a corporation? You're gonna not <laughs> listen to them and wait for the ban hammer to come down? Like, this is what, what they were faced with. Right. So, well, well I, yeah. I, I, I get all that. Thank God it's, uh, the, we've got judges so far that are doing well. The Fifth Circuit is more of a conservative court. And by conservative, I mean they conserve the constitutional values, whereas yep. liberals want to ignore it. That's why yep. liberals all uh, had their heads exploding last week with these Supreme Court rulings. These rulings were all righteous according to the Constitution, period. Yep. End yep. of story. So what is the end game here? I mean, if it gets to the Supreme Court, Biden's still going to lose. And we have to, again, fight some fight over the First Amendment that shouldn't need to be fought. We know what it means. We know the First Amendment is there and it shouldn't be played with anyway. But uh, is that just, they're just going to drag it out in the courts as long as they can just to it, bother it, us? I mean, what's the end game? They can't win. No, they, they really can't win. They can't win this. But what they didn't want to happen was this injunction because it's going to stop all of their nonsense before the election. So they really did not want this in place before the election comes in. The other thing that's really important, you know, you saw the Schellenberger and Taibbi threads where they were talking about like the election integrity yes. project and the Stanford Internet Observatory. Well, this order also bars them from talking to those or any outside organization about the censorship as well. So they can't go and talk to EIP anymore and say, hey, we need you to look at this, this isn't and this. We really can't do it. So here with our grant money, you go ahead and do it. So any government funded NGO, they're not allowed to speak to them. And there will be ongoing discovery throughout this this time period. And the, the solicitors general from Missouri and Louisiana, I asked them, because a lot of people, Joe, are saying, I don't think they're even going to listen to this. The government doesn't care. They're just going to do what they want. And that's another discussion that we should probably have. Yeah, but, that, no, but, but they have to listen to it. I mean, there, there would be fines it, and penalties, no? Jail. Literally jail. Jail time. But people are, the really at the, people are really at the point where they think that the judicial system has literally zero power as a co-equal branch of government over anything that the executive does. Wow. And people out there truly feel this way. And that's a very big problem because part of me is like, well, if you think we're at that point, why are you bitching about it on social media? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's true. I mean, like complaining about it isn't doing anything. You complaining about it has done nothing. But I don't think we're at that point. I really don't. I don't see the Biden administration. They're, they're coming up with trying, trying to come up with ways around things, but they're not going to blatantly ignore those SCOTUS rulings from last week. They can't. It's no, no, they, they they literally can't. I mean, that that's the check and balance system in place. But yet, as you know, the, a tyrannical government, a dictatorship, and it's being run by Obama. It's not Biden, for God's sakes. But a dictatorship doesn't like that there's any oversight. They think they've got the executive now with their pen and cell phone, uh, like like Obama said when he was in office. They will skirt the laws as much as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. And Tracy, I don't think in our lifetimes, and I'm much older than you, but in our lifetimes, yeah. I don't think that we've seen anything like what we're seeing right now when it comes to skirting actual laws that have been that have been you know sent by Congress to the president and got a signature. These laws have been circumvented any day, every day. I mean, we just talk about the border for the next seven hours about how they're skirting the laws there. They're ignoring yeah. uh, you know Title Eight. They're, they're they're misusing the parole system. They made forty two go away when it shouldn't have. Stay in Mexico and so on. I mean, they're just they're doing anything they want. And thank God we've got a Supreme Court that is under attack, under assault by the legacy media, big tech, and others. Um, thank God we've got a Supreme Court that says, well, no, I've got the document here. It says what it says. You can't do what you're doing. 
And, and hopefully they're going to hopefully they're going to stay firm. There's another there's a new push now, and I've got maybe a minute or two on this if you want to give me something. There's a new push by the left for Biden to expand the court. Mm-hmm. Is that is that possible? Can because it's a it's a it's a court that doesn't make sense. It's a court that has no values. It's a court that doesn't you know. And and these people literally want 15 justices now. Can that happen? No, no, it can't. Um, and this is why this is why they want to censor us, Joe, because our ideas are superior. The things that we hold dear are superior. The Constitution is superior. And if they can, if if our ideas are allowed to flourish like explaining why we shouldn't expand the Supreme Court and what it means, right. then they're losers every single time. The, the, the Ministry of Truth has tried to come home to roost. And this case, the Supreme Court rulings from last week and all the other things that are going on are finally, finally putting a little bit of a dent into it. So I'm a happy warrior today. Well, thank God. And, and by the way, they've, listen, they're busy. They're trying to pick up all the, the bags of cocaine in the White House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, can you imagine if they found a bag of cocaine in the White House when Trump was there? I saw I saw somebody tweeted today. Um, I think we're 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 like um, one minute away from a, a dead hooker in the White House or something like that. And I it's I true. Wish it was, I know it's I, I mean, know. that's that's where we are. This is how corrupt they are. Can you believe the arrogance of Hunter Biden getting on Marine One the day after allegedly making this deal? You know, on all these uh, charges, uh, IRS charges and gun charges. And then he's at the White House for one event like that night that he's at the White House again, you know, two days ago. And they're just, it's in your face. Screw you. We know he's a piece of garbage, but his dad is too. And he's the president. So garbage and garbage can hang out together. It's the strangest thing. If Trump farted, if he had a Big Mac from McDonald's and too many Diet Cokes today, they complained. Do you remember when he was trying to not slip down the ramp and they said he was having a stroke and like all kinds? It's crazy. The, the 25th Amendment. You got a 25th Amendment, the guy. He can't do it. Biden can go out there and say, dip, 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 and there's no problem. He, he's waving to invisible bands playing behind him. He's shaking hands with nobody. I don't, I don't <laughs> get it. Tracy, uh, great work as always. Do me a favor. Give, me, give the website quickly on how people can help you and, and, and donate some money and stuff. I saw this on, oh, on Twitter. Is it uncoverdc.com slash donate? It is. Thanks, Joe. That's very helpful. Go and We're do that. independent. You know you love uh, Tracy Beans and her independent reporting. Go to UncoverDC.com. Go and check out everything she does. UncoverDC.com slash donate if you want to keep them running up and running over there. It's very hard to do oh. when you're not corporate media. Tracy, keep up the great work. Thanks, Joe. All right. We'll Appreciate talk to you in a bit. You. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Always appreciate the work of Tracy Beans, UncoverDC.com. Go there and go support her work. Let's use the pop culture. Whoop. Dirty pop. Hi, Polo Phillison. All right, so I guess the big story was uh, something that happened last night in Las Vegas where, of all people, Britney Spears, uh, I guess she saw the new Spurs player, Victor Wembanyama, Wembanyama uh, walking through the Aria Hotel, going to a restaurant. She wanted to go in, I guess, say hello and take a picture with him. And apparently, I guess, she says he that she tapped his shoulder, but they're saying that she grabbed him and his security pushed her back. She says she got hit in the face. Come on. I mean, yeah. What the heck? All right, Polo, thank you. Sam, thank you. Carrie, thanks. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pugg Show.